0: Previously on the Transformers Nitpickers Podcast show, Marky Mark, he America's so hard. Oh yeah, <laughs> he's driving in a pickup truck, wearing his ball cap, beside a train, on the American open plains behind. Country him. music going. Listen, listen to the country music. To find his, his name is Drift, and we also find out he's a triple changer, but calling him Springer was out of the question, I guess. He says that he Bumblebee. turns into a helicopter! And a car! Yeah, <laughs> yeah, why not Springer? Megatron's head being used to rebuild this, or to build a robotic army with a goofball inventor. <laughs> he should have been named Sumdac. <laughs> Down on the ground as the ship leaves, Marky Mark goes, No, I'm an inventor! slams his fist to the ground. And now, the exciting conclusion. And now we're downtown, and people are freaking out over the giant alien ship. And Fraser's on the phone telling the military, "This is his guy. Everybody, be cool. Don't worry. He's cool. He's cool." Yeah, I, I like that they shot at the Bean. I like when movies shoot in cities and take advantage of the landmarks to show you where we are, so that they don't have to say "somewhere in the Middle East." Um, <laughs> and they're filming outside of the Bean, and it's—I it's, respect that a little bit. And that you know, they took the time to film somewhere that was difficult. Like they had to go in and hide the cameras and the reflection. They had to—if you look at lockdown. Shows, it's distorted in the, you know, warped surface of the bean. So I, I liked all that stuff, but, uh, we then go to Tessa who is, I guess, locked down through her in the junk room or whatever, but she's getting taken apart by Muppets. Well, that's what I have down. Is As soon as she opens the door of that car and these guys looking at her, it's the fucking yip, yip Martians from Sesame Street. Yeah. Yip, yip. uh uh-huh, ha uh Those guys. It, <laughs> oh, they are. all yeah. uh-huh. Oh, car, car, car. car. Mm, yep. <laughs> but uh, it's beep, almost beep. them meets Johnny five. It's, it, It's just bad. They look like they're on little wheels. Yeah. Yeah. They look like they're a a minor villain in a PS2 video game. (laughs) But she escapes from them and starts looking for Optimus. And with Optimus, I guess he used to be part of a group called the Knights, and he's the last one. Okay. Do you think that they really meant primes and then changed it? Or is this new lore? Well, yeah, because they were already through the bit about Primes, didn't they? Oh, uh, so, yeah, I guess so, yeah, the movie. So, so it's it nice. a okay, sentinel so. prime, and yeah. But yeah, he's the last one that Lockdown needed to complete the set. Yeah, I guess the creators, they don't like the idea of species mingling. There's an order to the universe. Again, I like this, that the Autobots in their stupid little petty civil war with the Decepticons are messing up the order of things. And these creators, I i know they're not Quintessons, so this is Michael Bay's own dumb lore. But but I like the idea of th- this godlike race saying, okay, we got to correct things. And their solution is to wipe the slate clean of transformation. Pretty much, yeah. And now Lockdown's ship is descending, because now that he has Optimus, he's going to hand over the seed that he promised. Yeah, so Savoy and his goons, um, they fly a helicopter, and then they, they get the seed from Lockdown. And if you watch this, there is almost... I don't think there is a single scene with... The two, with humans and lockdown. It's always looking up or looking down. So we didn't have to deal with compositing and, okay, keep an eye on the tennis ball that's 40 feet in the air, gentlemen. Uh, (laughs) I'm Michael Bay now. But the important part of this is that uh, Tessa... I can read lips much like what's her name from the last movie pretty much and before this ship can lift back off though the automats climb aboard with shane and Cade. yeah they're gonna go get tessa after she watches the guys with the seed leave and this again was a lot of like Michael Bay stuff, where it's we see Marky Mark saying, Hey, Bumblebee, come on, I'm gonna an invent it. And they're gonna jump on, and we see the Autobots jump on because that's easy CGI. You just do one object interacting with another, program it in the computer. Not easy, but it's doable yeah. rather than having Marky Mark do a stunt off a bridge and land on a big green screen thing that the then, you know, composite a ship in. And that's a whole lot more work and can look cheap. So all of a sudden, Marky Mark and Tessa's boyfriend are just on the ship. Yep, they all get inside and drift as- like okay let's go in all sneaky peaky like but then a tentacle comes out of the wall and he's all like kill it kill it kill it <laughs> <laughs> like, oh you know another thing i do want to say um i'm not a big marky mark fan but i do respect that apparently he did about 90 percent of his own stunts which is oh, wow really impressive a little stupid but yeah. really impressive Leave it to someone that knows what they're doing. But uh, they figure they have ten minutes, worst case seven minutes, to find up Miss Tessa before this ship, you know, heads for deep space, so they split up. Yeah, I think that line from Drift was supposed to be a joke, but, like, none of the humor lands. No, it, it really doesn't. And Crosshairs finds something and pulls it out of the wall, and I guess that fires the anchors? But why would a starship have anchors? Because it needed to, because the script needed it to. But yeah, it... It anchors onto a building. Oh, it's, oh, what is it called? I got no idea, man. You've been to Chicago. I haven't. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Um, the Willis Tower. Bruce Willis is what I had to remember. It's, I don't think, I'm pretty sure it's not connected to Bruce Willis. But that's it's that big, big, big black tower with the two giant white antennas sticking straight up. I'm. I'm, I'm 90% sure that's Willis Tower. Anyway, they shoot a bunch of anchors into it. Yep. And Lockdown's like, who the hell fired the anchors? And he unleashes the hounds to find the loose prisoner because he thinks there must be a loose prisoner. And they start chasing Tessa down, but she escapes through some narrow bars. Which is convenient th- because the dogs are dog-sized relative to a Transformer when Lockdown sends them out. And then when they're chasing Tessa, they're dog-sized relative to a human. She's very <laughs> lucky they didn't shrink even more and get through those bars. <laughs> I never even saw or notice. But uh, meanwhile, Cade and Shane get to a room with a giant pin cushions, what I call it, full of swords. And <laughs> when Cade touches it, a bunch of things start transforming around them. And I thought it was like transformers in behind these panels, but now there's this wall of weapons, some of which are small enough for humans. Yeah. I, I like, I'll, I'll let it go. Maybe it's an Autobot dagger. Maybe. Which is a giant, like anime caliber human sword. But, they, um, they get, those two get, um, pinned down by b- those googly-eyed robots. And then, uh, and a couple of lockdowns, I don't know, guys, I don't know if they're Transformers or what they are. His minions, I call them. And, uh, Tessa manages to hide from more things following her behind some alien lizard thing being held upside down in a hanging cage and it just wraps its tongue around her leg. Doesn't just hide. She does the corny thing that you do in high school dramas where you hide, you know, the kid the hid hides in the toilet stall away from the bully and then the bully looks underneath the stall but the kid's standing on the toilet because he's clever. That's what <laughs> happens. A Transformer looks in and does a scan and it's like, oh, I don't see anything on the floor and then we see Tessa standing up on this cage and yeah some creepy thing Puts its tongue around her because Michael Bay, you know, was Michael Bay. And back with Cade and Shane, the Sesame Street Martians and another dude are moving in on them, but they're going out fighting, and then Shane immediately surrenders. But when he drops his sword, because it looks like a sword, it splits open down the middle and fires because apparently it's a gun. It goes off with a hair trigger. This is the second time that Shane has like been like, I'm a tough guy, and then whimped out when they yeah. were bringing Bumblebee into KSI, the, the building there. He was freaking out in the front seat, and it was dumb, but this seems to be his character a lot of big talk and then he's a wimp pretty much and Kate basically tells lucky charms he calls him cuz yeah. uh, we didn't mention it but Shane is Irish uh to state He but- is but okay when it first starts i was like oh he's australian in the car in that first chase scene and then he starts talking and i was like oh no he's an american who tried an australian accent or it is an australian guy who's trying an american accent and then i was like oh he's irish and then lucky charms so i assumed he's irish and even though he is and i checked the actor's irish he keeps slipping into like american accent (laughs) and australian but uh yeah kate tells him to stay put and he comes out blasting with his sword gun thing and he takes out the big guy and the sesame street merchants just run for it nope yeah, it's amazing how easy humans take out Transformers in this movie. Remember all the work they had to do in the last three films? How it was a tactical military procedure? Cade just runs out blasting and takes them down. Like, oh, it gets even worse with lockdown later. Anyway, um they run through. Tessa screams out and they they find her and we have our little funny moment where she runs up to Shane and is like, oh, you saved me. Thank you. I yes. love you so much. And her dad's like, what the fuck? Like, I did all the work. And then anyway, back with the Autobots, they break into the, you know the what, heart Paul, of this. I'm going to say something. This is, uh, dear listener, go back and listen to part one if you don't know what I'm talking about. But I think The Rock would have pulled off that scene much better than Marky Mark. I can't say if this would be a better movie if The Rock was in it, but he would have have nailed that scene that sarcastic well he would have done the eyebrow thing right (laughs) oh yeah yeah and and he just does that like The Rock knows he has comedic timing he's a I was going to say he's a good actor he's not but he's a good action star, and he gets that time. He's a good entertainer. Thank you. He is is an excellent entertainer, and he would nail that scene. Marky Mark, not so much. But back with the Autobots, they break into the heart of the prison on this ship, I guess, and some kind of creature spits in Hound's face, so he just kills it. Yeah, yeah. Hound turns around and kills an innocent creature that's being held captive. Very Autobot of him. Yeah, they're calling this place the Supermax, and it's Okay, they find Optimus, and he's like, actually, you know what? This whole thing we're in is its own spaceship, yes. which is really convenient. <laughs> they tell Hound to get to the cockpit, and yeah, this part of the ship detaches, and the humans get outside and realize they're a million feet off the ground. So they start making their way down the anchor cables. Yeah, this is so dumb. This, Do you remember the, the silliness in... um? Was it Revenge of the Fallen? There was a lot of silliness. <laughs> but was that the one where they had to, the building had fallen over and they were crawling through it? Oh yeah, I think it was. Yeah. I, either way, it was from that or uh, Dark of the Moon. But it's that scene where they were like, "Oh, we're suspended really high, and sound wave was or Shockwave, whichever one." God, these movies just blur in my head. But <laughs> but it, it feels like again they're trying to go for that same. We're really high, and this is a scary thing. And I'm with Tessa. There is no fucking way, I would go down those cables. No. Well, she gets spooked halfway across, and she's like, I'm going back. And Kate's like, no, you're not. And she's like, just watch me, Dad. But now the dog things from before, they're coming down the cables. Yeah. And I think they're back to Transformer-sized dogs again but yeah there's again they're trying to go for humor and it just none of these actors are good enough to land it but marky mark is like hey i know it's gonna look like i'm pointing my gun at you but i'm not pointing my gun at you just <laughs> don't move and she's like well why because there's nothing behind you well now i want to look don't look now i gotta look and it <laughs> as unfunny as what i just did was what they do is worse that's pretty well what they did yeah and Kate blasts at these dog things coming and one of them cuts a cable as it falls which I guess gives the other ones that haven't come out on the cables yet the idea to just cut the cables. Yeah, they you know what I'll buy that these things aren't that smart. Um but they uh oh one thing I did like earlier is um when lockdown sent them off to go find Tessa. He spoke to them in, I'm guessing, Cybertronium, but it yeah. wasn't English. I it like just that. says alien language in the subtitles. And Optimus uses it later, which is kind of neat. But then Bumblebee comes out of the ship and just starts fighting these dog things. And just as the cable they're on breaks, Bumblebee jumps, grabs the cable, grabs them in midair, and oh, then boy. slams into a building, falls 20 stories down the side of this thing before... Grabbing onto something to stop. And they're fine. They're fine. Doesn't just fall 20 stories. Plows through 20 stories of wall. And like as it's falling down, you can see kind of quick shots of interiors. And there's flames and shit. So innocent people definitely died in that. And yeah, he lands. And he doesn't even land. He just kind of stops himself on the wall. So they're hanging there. And these three went through rubble and glass shards and Mm -hmm. metal and sparks and everything. And they're fine. They're They're fine. They're fine. And then Crosshairs flies over to them on some kind of a fighter ship thing and they get on. It looked on like and those ones from Dark of the Moon when they had the Battle of Chicago. Kind of looked like those. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Same kind of idea. And now there's more of those behind them, chasing them, and Bumblebee destroys one of them. But Crosshairs is losing patience. He's like, all right, you fly, I'll shoot. And he switches spots with Bumblebee. And then he gives... Cade and Shane a crash course on how to fire the guns in this thing. He's like, bunch it, slide it, and hit it and all this shit, and then he jumps off. Yeah, and again, this is a great setup of like, oh, you know, trial by fire. And these two basically, they get into it and they're like, I like these guns, and they're shooting, but they're not landing anything. Uh, Tessa's boyfriend, that guy it couldn't act his way out of a wet paper bag. <laughs> but I really think if you had like The Rock and Kevin Hart doing this scene, <laughs> it'd be gold. <laughs> Kevin I forgot about him. But uh then they hit something and crash and roll 15 blocks but they're all fine but this made me laugh it was so stupid but it was funny the car they land on the guy gets out and tells Kate you better have insurance and he's like it's a spaceship. You go get insurance on a spaceship. Oh, is this your car? And then he's because they crashed into something where all these bottles of beer go flying everywhere. He all picks Budweiser. one up, cracks it open, takes a swig, throws that in the guy's car, and says, Tessa, hand me my alien gun. <laughs> this is, again, he is going to America so hard because he's going to have a big swig of this Budweiser that you can see just foaming up. Yes. So you know that on set, Marky, Marky Mark didn't get a mouthful of beer. He just got that shitty mouthful of foam. foam. Yeah. And it, uh, that sucks. <laughs> The guy just runs for it. And it's Bud. Yeah, yeah, plus it's Budweiser. (laughs) I'm sorry if you drink Budweiser, but Jesus Christ, you could do better. Oh, yeah. And back on Lockdown's ship, he tells somebody, I don't know who he's talking to, to prepare for interstellar launch in the... Autobots launch their ship at the last second, and by the time Lockdown notices they're gone, it'll be too late. Which makes no sense, because there would be an alert. He has so many screens up on that bridge of his, yes. where he just yells general commands at his minions. One of them has got to be, like, main prison where all my valuable yeah. prisoners are, is detaching from the ship. Like, there's gotta be an alarm for that, right? Oh, boy. Uh, I guess there's not, though, because the Autobots land their ship, and they meet up with the humans, and they're, they say, look, we're leaving this planet. You know what? Fuck you guys. We, we, we have Died for your to protect your asses and we're we're done. Well yeah, and Optimus is like, yeah, we're out of here. But Optimus warns the humans that in that so-called man-made prototype that he fought, he sensed the presence of Megatron. Ooh, and they Oh, this is when Brains, oh yeah, because oh, I don't think we mentioned, uh, back in the first half when they attacked the KSI building, they took Brains with them. And Brains basically explains what you and I, having watched Animated, knew was going to happen, is that they hooked into Megatron's brain and he fed them what he wanted to feed them and tricked them into making an army for him. And basically building him a new body in Galvatron, right? And he's been playing them like a fucking piano ever since to get them to bring him the seed. Which he plans to use on a major city to turn a bunch of stuff into Transformium and build himself a new army. And Paul, I gotta say, that is a great Megatron plan. That is such a Megatron plan. It's awesome. We're never going to see any of it come to fruition, but it's a great plan. But that's not the Autobots' problem. They're out of here. Bye. And (laughs) now in Beijing, where the Chinese government is totally fine with American cargo planes landing without telling them what's inside, Joyce tells the lady from earlier that once they have their seed, they'll detonate it at safely out in the middle of nowhere in the Mongolian desert, and we'll have transforming up to our eyeballs, and we'll all be rich, making, basically reinventing the United States Armed Forces as robots. Mm-hmm. Her name is Sue, and it's like, when she first showed up, and when I was watching this in the first half, I was like, okay, yeah, she's just here for Chinese funding, but her character admittedly, like, she is going to become more involved, and you can totally see where they edited her part down in this version. But anyway, uh, we then go to uh, Cade who calls Joyce. And I I think that scene with Joyce saying, we're going to detonate it safely in Mongolia was so that you realize, Oh, he's not a bad guy. He doesn't want to kill people because then Cade calls Joyce. He basically tells him about Galvatron. And I had to write this down. He says, I know you have a conscience because you're an inventor like me. (laughs) But uh, your company is about to be responsible for blowing up a major city. But now the cops are showing up and they go with the Autobots to China. And after this, the Autobots are so done with defending humans. Yeah, the humans have a little bit this moment of like, are we going to leave or not? Uh, There's, okay, there is a song that plays about 87,000 times in this movie. It's (laughs) the end song that they replace Linkin Park with. It's called Battle Cry by Imagine Dragons. And it's... Okay. Like, I got nothing against... I've seen Imagine Dragons live. Okay, Shibala, I'm going to derail this show and tell you a story. So it's like six of us go see Imagine Dragons, and where we go down to the floor, and they, they put on a good live show. Lots of lights, big stadium show. It's, it's pretty fun. I've never really... I've never bought an album or streamed much of the music, but fun show. Uh, And as we're sitting there, there's this couple in front of us, and their hands over each other, and this is, like, you can tell it's their band, and they're having such a wonderful night, and unfortunately, one of the dudes had the worst fucking gas I've ever smelled. It was (laughs) awful. Now, it was a loud concert, so he could have been ripping ass as as loud. He could have been going off decibel charts. I don't know, but... (laughs) The first one hit us like a ton of bricks and all six of us were like looking at each other like, was that you, was that you? And after about two or three more, we started realizing that this guy is just ripping ass and it was awful to the point where we just eventually left to the back of the floor and didn't really get to enjoy the show as much. There wasn't anywhere to get and stand. It's kind of moved back about 30 feet. Jeez. Anyway, that was my Imagine dragon story. But uh, out in space, Lockdown realizes what happened, and he orders the ship to be turned around. And back in China, Joyce gives orders to keep Galvatron deactivated, and Frazier hands over the seed in exchange for 5 million shares in the company. Yeah, and this is where Joyce starts to have his road to Damascus moment. He's a little unsure of the deal, and Frazier starts to get pissed off, and eventually gets angry, and Fraser might have my favorite line in this movie i wrote this one down but he says i have served my country for decades of unparalleled prosperity and you are my golden parachute so you are jumping out of this plane with me that's a great line well yeah because joyce has a line about how uh, I-, I always just wanted to make the world a better place and fraser's like i had the same dream except after all that, you're a billionaire and I worked my ass off for a living for no recognitions yet. You're not getting out of this without me, buddy. This is great motivation for a bad guy, like really good motivation. He did the right thing. He kept people safe and he kind of has nothing to show for it. He did horrible things, but it was in the name of American safety and the name of American lives. And now he's like, wait, where's my payday? And like he said, Joyce's his golden parachute, but then Galvatron wakes up and just starts wrecking the place. And this is when we have a lot of Frank Welker. He's like Decepticons, follow me, and he's yelling that here's the plan, and we're gonna blow off the scene. And I, I was into this whole scene. Visually, it's nothing great, but I I could just close my eyes and listen to Frank Welker be Galvatron, no or Megatron. Yeah, and back upstairs, Joyce has Fraser escorted out of the building. I talk to you later, and then he gets in the car with. Darcy, they're out of here, along with all the workers who are leaving this factory on bicycles because, yeah, let's throw in a good old stereotype. (laughs) But uh, Sue knows how to basically lose the heat in Hong Kong, which I had to check, is 73 miles or something like that away from where they're at. It doesn't matter. It's actually much closer to somewhere in the Middle East. Um, But (laughs) but, um, yeah, when they drive away, the stingers are coming out and just going nuts. Um, So Caden Optimus on the ship having a heart to heart that doesn't, really make any sense about like optimus is tired of covering humans mistakes and he's like sometimes the best things come from mistakes i'm an inventor and i bought you and that was a mistake but my daughter i love her i don't want anything to go in her vagina you're a mistake i'm a mistake my daughter was a mistake i'm an inventor that, that's pretty well the scene and now we're here in hong kong and savoy and Fraser are still after them and darcy wants to know how deadly this see they keep calling it a bomb they have is so uh joyce texas assistant who was busy back at the lab turning like blow-up toys into assault weapons okay that sounded pervy it's a (laughs) it's a my little pony inflatable actually that sounds even pervier But yeah basically it's, it's like this toy and turns it into a whatever kind of gun that is I don't know guns big it's a big it looks like a fake movie gun is what it looks like but um they yeah they respond to it we find out later what it is um and then uh sue gets them a motorcycle from a stranger and this was one of those scenes because the subtitles just say speaking Cantonese and yeah at least they didn't speak say Chinese but they're speaking Cantonese and it's she's yelling back and forth what she's doing is convincing this guy sell me your your motorcycle right now but I feel like these are the scenes that they reshot them with more camera focus on uh, Sue and more on the focus of this uh, motorcycle guy and then just had the tooch in the background. And that's the version they edited in for the Chinese release. But yeah, they get this guy's motorcycle, they head off on that, Well, a car that... uh, I thought it just kept switching from a Cadillac to an Audi because of shitty editing, but it turns out there's one of each of these cars chasing them. They chase after them, and she wipes out in the middle of this tunnel and they get to an elevator conveniently right there where they wiped out but here's the thing with that tunnel you never see them enter it they're just there yeah they like lose a couple of the cars and then they're in a tunnel and then they fall and then they're by an elevator and it's just it's so convenient and we don't we never see point a or b we just see some of the action in between and well they get this elevator open and there's a guy inside and she shoves joyce in and He's waiting for the door for this thing to close. I guess she's not coming with. And while he's waiting, he pulls up his phone and he gets a reply from his assistant. And apparently the seed is essentially a nuclear weapon. And this was maybe my favorite little scene in the entire movie. Oh, I will say it comes in the middle of this major, major action scene where I haven't seen a single Transformer for a good 10 minutes now. (laughs) But... This is beautiful acting, where uh, the Tooch realizes the insanity and ludicrousity of the situation he's in, where he he literally just says, "Here's what's happening," and and details the plot thus far, like a tactical nuke. (laughs) (laughs) LOL. (laughs) I'm sure this is really happening. A man, me, who's worth over twenty billion dollars, is now (laughs) being chased by CIA assassins. That's the truth. in the middle of a robot uprising (laughs) and i'm carrying what is in essence a tactical nuke (laughs) the great thing is hi the great thing is that i'm i'm barely feeling any jet lag but yeah the goons managed to get there before the doors shut but then uh sue just kicks the crap out of one of them and then the guy that was just standing there listening to joyce uh, i don't know he just takes out the other guy. Like, he just springs into action. Hey, hey we're, we're in Hong Kong. Everybody knows Kung Fu. <laughs> Pretty much. It, it's that. But, yeah, it, and this was, again, Sue. Knows a lot of kung fu and kicks a lot of ass. And I guess there's a line where he's like, where'd you learn to do that? And she's like, special forces or something. So she totally had a bigger part in the Chinese release in the first half of this movie. I'd bet $100 on it. Um, But Joyce makes it to the roof. And here's a little Easter egg for you, Paul. He sits down and enjoys a nice sponsored boxed milk, which was the same brand that Ken Jong drank in Dark of the Moon. I... Didn't even notice. (laughs) I just noticed that he's drinking out of something. Neither did I, but IMDB did. I'm sure if you could read Chinese, you'd notice that right away, but I cannot. But uh, now Galvatron and his crew are here, and they transform and start looking for the seed, but then the Autobots fly over in their... Stolen ship, I call it. We we it, it feels wrong saying transform because like Galvatron and all of the Stingers, none of them transform. They all yeah, do this. it's all that sideways from uh, Armada kind of floating around, misty kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, but I, I think in the last half of the review, I, I call it parts formers, and it kind of is, but it's not really because they're just turning into a different shape. It's cheap is what it is, but they uh, they see the Autobot ship and Galvatron orders them to shoot at it just as um, they're standing off the sea. Well, yeah, and when the Decepticons shoot the ship, all the humans fall out of it. Yeah. And it's a big fall and Tessa lands and shatters her knee and Marky Mark gets a concussion and no, they're all fine. They're all fine and this ship crashes eventually yep. and Galvatron orders the Decepticons to surround the humans and they all start climbing up the sides of the building yeah um dear listener you should again you should listen to the first half if you haven't already but um I did mention that how the set they're in right now this is in Detroit and it's massive and it took four months to build and the scene coming up with uh, Savoy and Cade on the rooftop is kind of Awesome. It feels very Mission Impossible. Now that you mentioned that you said Marky Mark did a lot of his own stunts. Wow. Especially knowing what's coming now. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, they're trying to get away with the seed. um, And uh, three of them, except for Cade, get uh, away in an elevator. And Savoy starts chasing Cade. And, yeah, this chase is, it starts on a rooftop. And then, like, they jump to another one. And then, dear listener, if you've ever seen, I mean, Google it if you haven't. But Hong Kong apartment blocks um, have A lot of them have uh, windows that are extended and then retracted. So there's almost almost steps or ledges you can climb down. And that's what happens here. But yes, avoid radios or phones down to Fraser. I forget how he does it. But he's like, yeah, it's the center elevator. They're going to be in that. But. When it opens on the ground floor, it's just a woman in it by herself because the others got off on a higher floor. Yeah, which we didn't see any setup for. It's like, I get it. You don't (laughs) want to give away the surprise, but eh. anyway, um, Savoy and Cade start like they're running. They fight a bit, but they're running along, like I said, rooftops and the edges, and they're jumping down floor by floor. And there's a couple wide shots of it that I'm going to bet those big wide shots. That was one marky mark didn't do, where there was a legitimate threat of him falling. Because if Marky Mark falls and messes up his leg, uh, we don't have a movie anymore. Well, no. And they somehow end up in some guy's apartment and just start slugging it out. Conveniently, they land in the one apartment in Hong Kong owned by a huge football fan. Yes, because Cade lands next to a shelf with a football and here's the payoff from the football bit we saw Seven hours ago, it feels like. Because Savoy pulls a knife, but Kay just doings him in the head with the football. <laughs> Good word usage. He doings him. And then he shoves him out the window when he falls 29 stories and he's dead. Yep. And then we go to the crash ship uh, where the Autobots crashed. And Optimus draws a sword. He's like, recognize me as a knight. And he gets yeah. one of those swords in the giant sword pin cushion. Yep. And, <laughs> okay. I don't know. What did, what did you think? I mean, it's, it's look, like, we'll just say it to your listener. It's Dinobots. Well, yeah, he cuts another Transformer free and we don't see what it is yet. And back in Hong Kong, the humans are on the run while the Autobots try to protect them. And Hound has a funny line. It's like, if I stop covering you, it means I'm dead. So keep moving or something like that. Yeah, this is a very, very cliché Michael Bay. Humans have to get from point A to point B. Autobots and Decepticons are going to fight all around you. It's been in every single movie he's done. And there's nothing interesting that happens here. There's one kind of funny bit where the humans run into like a, a, I don't know, a greenhouse or something. Yes. And the Tooch loses his shit. He's like, we're surrounded by glass. How are we supposed to hide in here? And then oh, Optimus walks out, and it's the Dinobots. It, it's clearly the Dinobots. There's even a dumb yeah, line. He's got these huge Transformers with him. Yeah, there's a dumb line later where, like, you know, Grimlock turns into a. Uh, a dinosaur, and Drift says, I was expecting a giant car. It's like, dude, his shoulders are (laughs) Tyrannosaurus Rex faces. What made you think giant car? But uh, I guess they need to fight to see if Optimus is worthy to lead them, and Optimus manages to punch this thing right in the fucking eye and it transforms and yeah it's grimlock i don't think that's what it is because optimus basically says like you're either with me or you're again me <laughs> like he stands there and he's like you're gonna help me save my friends or you will die <laughs> i love how the other two autobots are like you know what this is his problem and they just walk away and watch <laughs> yeah that worked with crosshairs not so much with drift but yeah they um basically optimus just beats the shit out of grimlock and knocks yep. him down gives and him two slaps across his fucking mouth because he likes him oh yeah <laughs> and it's it's very much a michael bay fight but it's not a like it's just he knocks him down once and then puts a sword and he's like you save my family or you die and i guess now the dinobots are on the payroll they transform and i guess there's four of them God, i thought there were only three at first now there's four because swoop is here and one of them is, is Triceratops, so I just called him Slag, and I have no idea who the other guy is. He's almost a sludge, but too much of a Loch Ness monster. What? It, yeah. it doesn't really matter because they're. the spine they're so, coming out of them. Yeah, there's almost no point to these Dinobots because they. Here's how little they help. There's a scene right now where Optimus riding Grimlock storms through the city street, and they're taking out Decepticons. Optimus kills about four or five of them, and I say four or five because he like stabs one, and then tosses him into Grimlock's mouth, and aside from that one Grimlock bites, he kills one of So Optimus kills like four or five, Grimlock kills one and a half, why did you need the Dinobots? Yeah, exactly. And uh, again, I must say, this looks really cheap compared Hugely to the previous three movies. Cheap. The Dinobots this, look like crap. Especially where they're riding into town on top of the Dinobots. Just, the, the colors are all wrong with like the colors of the grass, even. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the compositing, you can almost see the layers. It's This whole fight... It, it actually kind of looks all cheap and garbage up until we get to the big last fight with lockdown. But um, it, back with the humans, Hound goes down because, of course, this is the scene where he does. Uh, and he's like, oh, I don't got no more guns. Relax, dude. That was my Lebowski reference. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, which, oh, does happen. There's one bit where, I, I can't remember when this happens, but there's a bit where Bumblebee plays a clip of John Goodman from the big Lebowski saying, like, Take it easy, dude, or something like that. And it was just like, "Hey, Hound's there." Played by John and I recognized that. I clapped. I saw it and I clapped. <laughs> but yeah, Kate tells Hound to look, keep moving, kind of thing. And Swoop flies in, and Bumblebee just jumps into his talons because somehow Bumblebee knows that this thing is on their side. And also, Swoop has two heads. Did you see that? I did, which it kind of almost made him into a beastic con, but. Is it Beasticons? What were they called? Or, no, the Terracons, Terracons. like, um, oh, Sinner Twin and uh, Hunger. Were the yeah, two with the, head yeah. the two heads, yeah. But there was one quick ADR line in there. I think it was Crosshair Drift. He's like, Bumblebee, grab on, which, it's you know, there's so much ADR in this movie where people are just saying things when you can only see the back of their head, a- and it's just to explain that, you know, obviously, you're right. There's no reason Bumblebee would jump up. He doesn't know what that is. So we just stick in a line of Crosshair going, Bumblebee, jump on, all over the sitting off down there, why. <laughs> Seriously, why Why do any of them have accents? Exactly. But Bumblebee, now a stinger clone, is on Swoop's back, and Bumblebee starts fighting him on Swoop's back, and they go down the side of a building, and Swoop crashes, but B and this thing roll off, and B blasts it apart, and then feeds Swoop its head. Like, he just tosses him his head, and Swoop eats it. And that building they slid down is like, I don't know, 40 stories at least? Like, they killed... A couple dozen. it used people. to be. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so then Optimus basically scolds Joyce. How dare you? Don't 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 ever build or create. I think is what they're trying to say. Um, but then he orders. He says, "You go get the seed to the hills, which I guess means across a bridge. Get it away from the city. I guess. Yep. And follow me. Yeah. I can't believe the movie hasn't ended at this point. Well, Can, yes. We've never really addressed how fucking long this thing is. It's still going. It, yeah, exactly. Like, this should have ended ages ago. They could have wrapped this up, but uh, Optimus orders them to follow in. We're going to get this thing out of town and the humans get in somebody's vehicle. They call it a car, but... <laughs> shitty, shitty taxi. Like you, you, There are robots here that turn into high-end, very well-armored, yes. high-performance cars. And they get Take into them. this thing and Shane insists on driving and Marky Mark relents. And then the seed opens a bit and starts beeping and they all start freaking out because it's either a bomb or it's a tracking signal. But who would be tracking it? Lockdown, of course. He's back on his ship and he's like, ah, that's it. And it is a tracking signal. So he turns on the giant magnet of convenience. (laughs) Yeah, well, I have it down. He starts vacuuming up Hong Kong because like it just starts lifting all these cars and boats and all kinds of other shit up to the ship. And then dropping them so it's got to be a magnet right because later we see metallic things going up and you don't see any people get sucked up so it's yeah. not gravity it's magnets but there are so many basically we're going to get a whole chase scene where these they're driving through the city backwards because who? um yes and things are getting <laughs> lifted up around them and then drop down around them and their little dinky doo taxi is fine <laughs> But now the Chinese military has had enough of this shit. They're sending in the fighter planes, and then Lockdown's ship starts dropping all the stuff it picked up, and Optimus orders everybody to fall back. Oh, yeah. This was another scene I really liked. As they're driving backwards, all this stuff is dropping on them. Yeah, like, why doesn't he turn the car around? He makes like a million turns doing this, but he keeps saying in reverse. Because it's exciting. Because the writer who wrote this, or the writers who wrote this script, uh, probably don't really know that much about driving. Uh, and it's <laughs> cool. He's he's so good he can drive backwards. But this scene is that car driving backwards with Optimus and Bumblebee kind of running, following them and knocking stuff out of the way. And this was a very auto body scene. It was them saving humans in a lot of action. We're not shooting stuff. We're not blowing people up. We're just saving a bunch of people as best we can. I I like this scene. Well, they wipe out inside a building and then the magnets got them like pulling them up to the roof and then through it they bail out of this car but it's still pulling the seed and joyce up with it because he won't let it go and then it drops them all again and the car nearly lands on them but they get out they're fine they're fine of course they're all fine they're fine they're fine and oh i just saw my notes this is also when i learned that the boyfriend is named shane because he has this whole thing where he's like trapped in the seatbelt and the car's going up yeah and he's got to jump out and then we just cut to him landing like obviously he jumped from two feet off camera and lands (laughs) on a on a set rooftop and then Tess is like, Shane, he's like, I'm here. I'm fine. I'm okay. Like even he's unimpressed, but I was like, oh, he has a name. Good for him. And there's more fighting and being and Swoop wipe out again. And then lockdown starts pulling them up again. And there's one neat shot though, where they're all getting pulled up of, Slag, the Tyrannosaurus, or t- Triceratops, sorry, trying to walk down the side of the <laughs> building to get away from this magnet. I thought that was kind of neat. In, in dinosaur mode, they they do look as goofy and clumsy as they should. I did like that. But they're all getting pulled up. And like after, I don't know, a half minute or a minute of this, you know, terror and they're getting yanked in the air, that's when Optimus decides to fire into the magnet of convenience. Yep. And that destroys it or disables it, I guess, because it drops everything. And then he runs off to face Galvatron, lockdown, who cares? Like, he, he's out of here to go fight somebody. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It also doesn't matter to Marky Mark, who's like, Hey, baby, to his daughter. I love you, and you too, Lucky Johnson. I gotta go help Optimus. He needs my help. I'm an inventor and i guess it was lockdown he was after because he jumps from his ship and starts giving optimus the business okay this fight i i really liked what (sighs) happened some of it i like and don't like in the action but it all looks pretty good and these first five or six blows when when lockdown just knocks optimus to the ground it's pretty damn cool oh yeah it's it's a good fight. They saved the best one in the show for last. But and... I'm going to go back to the very beginning, Paul, when we first saw Lockdown and Optimus just, you know, hey, oh, by the way, they're there and they're fighting. It was just two uh, Transformers kind of throwing punches at each other. It wasn't anything amazing. But, you know, this this should have been the money shot, a big reveal. But instead, at the very beginning of the movie, we got a coupon shot. <laughs> yeah, that's a good way to put it. But uh, the Autobots and Dinobots are escaping the city, but... Uh... Tessa tells B to stop because she's not leaving her dad. Cause she can go help. She doesn't even have one of those sword guns. Um <laughs> So then Cade is like, we go to the Optimus lockdown fight, and the I guess the way he's helping Optimus is hiding behind a brick wall and not doing anything. Well, but he does have one of those sword guns, but before he can fire it on lockdown, now Fraser is here and starts shooting at him. Frasier does well, I guess Fraser shoots at him, and then you know he's like, hey, you know, he's got that speech, hey, they're aliens, it's not it's not good robots or bad robots. It's us and them, which, you know, as bad guy motivation works. And then Optimus kills a man in cold blood. Yes. Optimus Prime, freedom is the right of all sentient beings, kills Frazier. Yeah, just and like blasts his ass 10, 20 feet away. He's Dead. And then uh, Lockdown takes uh, the opportunity to. St- oh, uh, 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 Tessa and Ding Dong show up, but Lockdown takes the opportunity to stab Optimus in the chest with his own sword and like pin him, nail him to some kind of concrete silo. And now B and the kids are back, and Bumblebee transforms, and he and Cade start letting Lockdown have it. And then Shane and Tessa, kind of like in the first, did they? No, they just uh, pull Bumblebee around, didn't they? They basically use a tow truck to trip Lockdown. They're using the uh, Luke Skywalker um, Hoth trick, right? The Battle oh, of the Hoth. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The take Battle of the Hoth with, uh, from the Snowspeeder, yeah. They, they do that, and they knock him to the ground, and then they hook put the hook on the sword and they pull that out of Optimus's chest. Although it's kind of weird that like the whole time they're fighting, like B fights, uh, Cade shoots at Lockdown, B fights Lockdown. Optimus isn't saying, protect yourself. He's saying, go away. This is my fight. Yes. Did you notice in that fight that apparently is his, that Cade uses his sword gun thing to block Lockdown's sword? Well, I didn't. Whether or not that thing can withstand lockdown sword doesn't fucking matter, man. A transformer just fucking hit you with everything he's got. You would not be able to hold that thing up. (laughs) Your knees just blew out and he broke your forearms. Um,. (laughs) So they all team up, uh, and they they fight, and it's the big, you know, coming together as a team moment. If I cared about most of these characters, this could be an amazing scene. But it's it's just the end of the movie. Um, And then Optimus stabs Lockdown in the back and Uh has the gall to say, Honour to the end. Well, then he, like, reverse Kung Lao fatalities him. He pulls the sword from his chest. Up through his head and splits him in half. Very honorable. So then, then there's a shot of Tessa asking uh, Shane, "Are you still happy we met?" Which was never an issue with them. No. <laughs> and then it's um, kind of like a rehash of that. Aren't you glad you got in the car? Kind of thing from the first one, but but that was never a thing. Yeah. There's so many moments in this movie where they're trying to recapture the magic from the last three, and you can't. Then, oh, then Optimus conveniently has one of Lockdown's grenades. He sets that off, and oh, he's a, he has a jetpack. Not a jetpack. Now he has leg boosters. He's Astro Boy. Yep. He's he's super thing and, and Galvatron, remember him? He sees this and swears he'll return for he is reborn. Sorry, Paul. I don't recognize that name. I don't think that was anybody who was really in this movie. Oh yeah, you're right. It was somebody who should have been in this movie more. (laughs) Um, anyway, so they, oh boy, I laughed at this ending, man. I laughed, belly laughed again. This movie got two of them out of me, but (laughs) yeah, lockdowns forces. I don't know why, but they're just left. Like they're all allowed to leave. They just fly away with the spaceship. They're gone. All the humans are safe. Um, um, Joyce, uh, offers, uh, the, the, they offers Kate a new home, of course, so that will wrap that up. And then Optimus sets the Dinobots free and he flies into space. He flies into space, Paul. Yeah, Optimus says whoever owns this seed is going to come looking for it, so he's going to make sure they don't come to Earth and he's taking it where it'll never be found and he super things off the planet i called it and look the fuck out creators optimus prime is coming for you cue the lincoln part i mean cue the imagine dragons well there it was paul it was di- uh, he flew into space like <laughs> at the, when we did the brock lords review and the magic wand thing or whatever flew up. I I think I said something to the effect of it it's so dumb it flies up and explodes. The only thing dumber it could have done is fly into space. And like that's what Poochie did in the Simpsons when they needed to write him out. Poochie <laughs> died returning to his home planet. This literally the Simpsons did this first. It's the weakest thing. I'm going to space. Oh boy. Best and worst way to end this movie. Well, especially where they let Lockdown and all his minions escape on their ship, like well, lockdown's dead. Well, yeah, he's dead. But I mean, the other guys—they're just gonna leave it there, like well enough alone. Oh, the boss is dead. Let's go home. Like, it's, uh, much as I hate to think, this movie could have gone on any longer. <laughs> show the Autobots <laughs> taking this fucking ship and using the ship to fly somewhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. There's a spaceship right there. Uh, yeah, it's there. There is no reason. This movie had to be two hours and forty-five minutes. Oh, it was absolutely. St- It was so so many things. Everything that had to do with China did not need to be in this movie. Like they could have had all this happen, you know, in like you could have took 45 minutes out of it right there like why did they have to go to China in the middle of it because this movie cost 210 million dollars and in the credits there's two huge Chinese production companies that got involved and I bet they coughed up about 50 million each and that was the only way they get this movie yeah. and they were like okay then we have to put in Bing Bing Lee and we're gonna give her some lines and then we'll edit her as a bigger character in China and pa pa pa. it was like this mid 2010s to 2020 where Disney was big on it where it was like make the movie palpable to a Chinese audience, not just a Chinese audience, but Chinese uh, like film and government regulations, so we can get yeah. some of that sweet Chinese money, and it turns out that never really worked. Disney's pulled back on that. A lot of production companies in America don't, because their their movies didn't make a ton of money in China, so fuck it. Um, which I'm, I'm glad to see. I don't like seeing art kowtow to governments. And yes, I called Age of Extinction art. <laughs> well, if nothing else, it is that. If nothing else, for Michael Bay, he's not batting a thousand on this one for, in terms no. of what it looked like, but, but it's not some, bad. Yeah, there's, there's in terms some of visuals. scenes that are pretty good. I wish I had noted more of those, like the specific shots. Uh, I think there was one in that rally car race where Optimus jumps through like a bunch of power transistors, and that looked really good. There were a few really good shots. There were a lot of. Like, you know what? Honestly, if you took away $200 million in the budget of this movie, you kind of have a story that's on caliber with transmorphers from par with transmorphers. Do you know what I mean? Like it's, it's yeah. silly and dumb and it's missing any real B plot. The characters are a hundred percent unimportant. None of, they don't have any goals or needs or wants that are actually met by the end of the movie. They're just there so that we don't have to have very, very expensive transformers on the screen the entire time. It seems like it. Yeah. Like nobody got from here to, Now I'm at this point and, well, you could kind of argue that maybe, maybe Cade now respects his daughter as a young woman rather than this girl he feels he needs to protect from the world. Kind of, although I would almost say that Cade learned to respect uh, Shane. More than his daughter, because we, we've totally skipped over it, but there's a, a short scene where the two of them are on a train saying, you know, they, they kind of relate, where Marky Mark's like, oh, you know, her mom is gone or whatever, and he's like, yeah, and it's, he's trying to give shit lines. It, I mean, it's unimportant, but it's that moment that's supposed to be where Marky Mark realizes that Shane's an okay guy but he never really has that with his daughter he has a funny line in that scene though where uh shane's like oh and thanks for not killing me and marky mark's like don't worry i'll have other chances or something yeah, like that. yeah 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 and That i got a chuckle out of me not much more of this movie could ever get a chuckle out of me so paul maybe that's the point where we uh we sign off uh dear listener we hope you enjoyed it um uh, uh, what's I, the last night I think is the next one obviously we're going to do that you know we'll do like nine commentaries before we get to that one but <laughs> we'll do it we'll get there uh, if you want to see what's happening until we get there you can find us on twitter I'm at John Sobey Paul is at PMcpherson1 yep. make sure you rate and review us in your podcast app whatever it is you listen to us with whatever you listen to Imagine Dragons with and tell all your friends, tell everybody you know you can tell them that they can find old episodes of the Transformers Knitpickers podcast show at transformersknitpickers.podbean.com and until the next episode keep on transforming see you later Uh, (laughs) look it isn't even What are we gonna do now?